Hey, 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 good people. I know y'all are like, girl, what is going on with you? No new episodes for two weeks. I just need to say that I am sorry. So sorry. Just been trying to get my footing, guys. It's been tough. Been really, really tough. So anyway, I'm trying to get back where I need to be for you, for us. So just bear with me. I am steadily gaining my footing again. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Sword Podcast. I am your host, Rashawn Ali, and today we are joined by Kia McSwain. Yes, she is from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and she is a cool sore of Delta Sigma Theta. Love, love, love uh, the things that she talks about. You know, those folks who are interested in interior design and not even just interested in the professional part of it but just if you're also wanting to have someone come and design your house it's a perfect episode for you and it, she also talks about you know diversity in interior design and so much more so please enjoy design essentials with kia mcswain you know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself i'm a cool soror Hey y'all, I am a cool soror of What's up y'all, I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of It's the Cool Soror Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali We are so very happy to be joined today by Kia McSwain She is the Principal Interior Designer and President of the Black Interior Designers Network and she joins the Cool Soar podcast. And Kia, you are a Cool Soror of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. How are you? Very well. How are you? I am doing fabulous. I'm so glad to have you on the show. You know, you're so super fly. I mean, you, oh, you, 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 you decorate people's it. homes and you do a whole lot of stuff, but you fly as well. So, Oh, thank you. You are so welcome. Um, so born and raised in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a Mississippi girl. Yeah, did, from the SIP. Yes, from the SIP. How did Hattiesburg shape the woman that you are? Hattiesburg shaped me into loving and accepting, but being cautious, you know, of, of how the world works today. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very fortunate to, uh, be able to travel and experience other places, but I'm so thankful for Hattiesburg and what it taught me and how it shaped me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean being cautious? Um, just being cautious today, you know, 2018, the world is a crazy place. It is. You know, a lot of people grow up and, uh, if you're from the South and you move people, people assume that you're a bit slower, you know? So there are things that can put you in situations to where you're being taken advantage of, or, Mm -hmm. you know, where you have to fight that much harder, you know, just to let people know that you're here and that you're strong and that you're not going anywhere. And so I think that's one of the positives about being from the South in general, mm-hmm. uh, being able to say, hey, yeah, I'm from the South, but I can get on any level. Get on my level. Yes, get on my <laughs> level. <laughs> and you graduated from Tougaloo with a bachelor in English and a minor in writing. Did you always have the knack for writing at a young age? Did you know? 
I was horrible at math, Rashawn. So I was like, <laughs> I gotta figure something out. I gotta be good at something. If I, if, if you know, I'm bad at math. So when I when I first enrolled at Tougaloo, uh, I had the thought to become a lawyer. And then when I got there, um, things changed quickly. You know, it's like that sometimes with beginners, freshmen, sophomores. They don't really know what they want to. Uh, pursue a career in. So they kind of just float. So that's what I did. Graduated there and taught kindergarten for two years. Yeah. What was that experience like uh, kindergarten? You know, because that's that entry point to so many different students. Some have been home, some have been in preschool, some have been, you know, homeschool, whatever. What was that like knowing that you were kind of shaping their first experience in a school setting? That was an amazing experience for me. Um, a lot of times I think back to when I was at Tougaloo or when I was at Hattiesburg High and I'm like, you know, if I would have had half the people to care about me so early on in the school system, yeah. um, you know, or, or my peers, I think, you know, everyone would have come out much better. So I took pride in what I was, you know, pumping into their little heads. They soak up everything. Yeah. They they eat you they watch you so it was so important for me to be a role model to those children and to be able to raise them because their parents had them majority of the time sometimes but we had them majority of the time of course them and you know instilling in them um what they need Mm -hmm. to be successful you know professionals and people for the future they are our future yeah just two years in, though, something obviously was uh, tugging on your heartstrings while you were making a difference in five and six years old, six year old lives. Something else was pulling you. What was that? Something that something else that was pulling me was um, the uncomfortability. You know, mm-hmm. I was just uncomfortable. I knew that, you know, I like teaching those kids. I, I missed them when I left them, but I didn't love it. I didn't get up to say, "Ooh, I can't wait to get to the school today, you know, to teach. It, it, it was something that I could tolerate and something that I could do, but it wasn't something that I loved and I really wanted to do whether I got paid or not. Yeah, yeah. So how hard was that decision to walk away? Oh, man, that was the hardest thing ever. Um, I think that. You know, when I left there, I left bits and pieces of me there at that school. And, um, you know, I I try to think of it as everything has its place. Everything has its purpose. You know, I served mine for those two years there with them. So, you know, after that, it was time for me to move on. Man. So what was that first step? What was that first step into your next? Um, honestly, that first step was me figuring out uh, what I wanted, what I was not going to settle for, and where I knew I needed to be. And where I knew I needed to be was in a city or a state with like-minded individuals, young African-Americans who are about their money, about their business, about serving their community, and uplifting one another. And, and that, and it led me to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta 2014, uh, did you have somewhere to go or were you like, I'll just go and then it'll find me when I get there? Um, I had a couple friends in Atlanta. Uh, no one that I would, you know, impose on. 
I think I've always been such a hustler and such a go-getter that I figured out, you know, before I left what I needed to do. Okay, I might have a friend there. I had a friend there, stayed with her for a couple of months. Then I was out on my own. Um, I was working in kitchen and bath showrooms, shoveling out ideas. And I was like, hey, man, this is not... I'm still not loving it. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but I just was not loving it. So I, I, I think I had a plan, but I didn't really have a plan. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so like design, where did this come from? Is it something that you grew up around where, you know, your family was kind of into it? Where did that love for seeing a place and re reformatting what it looks like to the world. Where did that come from? Where did that passion come from? That came from mama. Yeah. That came from mama. Okay. I get it from my mama. Yeah. It, <laughs> she always wanted to make sure our home was welcoming. Our home was comfortable. Um, we couldn't leave the week on the weekends unless we dusted, unless, you know, we made sure that the home was presentable for anybody who came by. Um, I remember growing up, us having, you know, this green sofa. You you know that room in the house that that plastic covered sofa room in the oh, house. Yeah, yeah. Everybody had that. We you know we had a green sofa, and um, you know we always wanted to go in that room and take photos, and always you know do prom pics and things of the sort in that room. But she, coming up, she taught me, you know, hey, if you're going to be a homemaker, I feel you know, that you should know how to keep a home, how to make a home look nice. And so that kind of just stuck with me, you know, growing up and coming up, having my apartments, I always knew how to make my apartments feel like home. Um, At Tougaloo, I would enter into dorm room decorating contests and, you know, I would use those gift cards to go make groceries. You know, it it was something that came second nature to me. Um, So I moved to Atlanta and began writing for an African-American interior design magazine. Okay. And um, I knew then that everything that I had been doing up until that point, you know, it was right there. That That's what I was meant to do. And I had just been looking over it. Man, that's exciting. So when, okay, so you, you worked as an editor for the Iconic Home Magazine. What did you learn about yourself during that experience? I know you said you knew you were home, but what else did, what was another aha moment that you had during your time there? That I was good. Mm. That I I was better than what I, what I, you know, had given myself credit to be, um, that I could be even greater, that all I was missing was, um, the questions, asking the appropriate questions, getting the appropriate answers, uh, knowing and seeing from what I was doing there that that could take me so much further. That was my aha moment. Like, hey, you know what? I might be on to some. I might be cooking with a little fish grease now. That was my aha moment. Yes, good, good, good. So and then in 2017, you became the president of the Black Interior Designers Network. What does that network consist of? So that network consists of a group of African-American interior designers, architects, builders who are uh, nationwide, um, international, who who have come together. Their goal was to get together and debunk the stereotypes that African-Americans do not know style. They do not know luxury. um, They can't run an interior design business professionally. 
um, that they cannot provide for for all races what they're seeking. Um, I think that there was a huge misconception about African-Americans in the interior design community. And so that's what our network is about. We're about, you know, getting together and culminating our businesses, um, sharing resources, sharing advice, uh, sharing design tools in order to uh, increase our awareness, you know, increase uh, sales, increase, you know, revenue. We want to be great, you know, and we want to help each other be great. Yeah, yeah. And so um, you, you getting this position came after the passing of one of your, um, um, one of your sorors, Kimberly Ward. Uh, tell me a little bit about her and how she was able to guide you in this industry, not only in this industry, but in friendship. Oh, man. Um, I met Kimberly when I moved to Atlanta and um, Iconic Home was Kimberly's magazine. And I began working alongside her and um, became very close to her. And, and, and we shared some of the same ideals, some of the same beliefs. Um, she was a very faithful woman, very passionate about design, very passionate about um, the success of African-Americans, very passionate about getting us in the room at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, she spent a great deal of time serving others. Yeah. And I would find myself working with her sometimes like, girl, I don't know why you, you know, you stressing, you tripping, it'll be okay. And so now I find myself you know, in a situation where I'm like, hmm, I know exactly, you know, what she meant or what she shared, you know, or what her goals were uh, for the network. But meeting her, writing for Iconic Home and just staying alongside her and staying down, you know, enabled me to come up with knowledge, with, you know, more of a stronger faith base, mm-hmm. you know, God, um, she taught me so many things. She shared advice from men, um, <laughs> quality men to, you know, not worrying when things don't really go the way they're supposed to go because they're going exactly how they're supposed to go. Right. There, there was a series um, of, of times and events where um, I was just so thankful to be, you know, where I could go to Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And so, Yeah, we lost Kimberly um, in August, Mm -hmm. 43 years old, um, an amazing leader, um, a firecracker, an amazing mom, an amazing sister. Mm. And so what I do now, I do um, for her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she'll be proud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're doing your thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, so what does it take to be an interior designer? Because, you know, everybody thinks that they can do it. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it takes a special neck. I remember the first time I met my stylist. and I was like, yeah, well, I do my own hair. She's like, do you do your own pap smears? I was like, uh, no. And so I've been going to her for like 16 years now. But you have to bring in, you know, that was for her to tell me you got to bring in a professional. Do you agree with that? Like, you know, for people who really want to change their homes, who don't really have that type of talent, how necessary is it for me to have someone like you in my life? Oh, very, very necessary. (laughs) Um, 
I think that where we, you know, um, as African-Americans, we invest in what we want to invest in. Right. And our homes tend to be at the end of the list. Mm -hmm. You know, we invest in our cars, we invest in our hair, you know, what we wear, you know, but our homes are kind of the last things on the list. And so it's so important because you going out to, you know, you might have the eye, you might know what patterns, you know, what colors you want, but it, it, it takes a designer to bring a vision to life, uh, to save money, Mm -hmm. um, to teach you about the aesthetic, how that aesthetic affects you mentally, Hmm. um, spiritually, uh, physically. Hmm. So there are, there are a lot of angles to interior design and, you know, just, just the human, you know, and feelings and, and the atmosphere and your, your surroundings play a major role in everyday life. Oh, wow. I never thought of it from, you know, you just think of design. Well, for me, I just thought of design as decorating, but there's a whole process behind what you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the funniest part about it is that, you know, when we're sharing, when we're talking to clients or possible leads, you know, and they're nervous, you know, well, I've never done this before. I want to do this. This is something that I'm interested in doing. Um, They don't really know how much items cost. You know, they're like, well, why is this so expensive? Well, that's generally how much a table costs. You know, you don't want to put it together or have it brought in and it crumble apart, you know, it's more about education. If, if we educated ourselves a little bit more on not only just design, but a plethora of different subjects, you know, I think that everything would flow much smoother. You know, people wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, have such hesitations about getting a designer or, you know, working with one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you also do like um, corporate offices and all of that stuff as well? We do it all. Yeah. We do it all. That is fantastic. And if we don't do it, best believe we got somebody to do it. That's great. So your network, um, you, how many people are in the, the network now? We've got about 260 members right now. Okay. And we're constantly growing. Yes. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. So now you are fear, you know that you are walking in your designed purpose. Yes. I love it. I love it. It's my designed purpose. I love it. I love it. I love it. So for someone who has a new home like me, I'm we're under a year. Well, we're coming up on a year and you know, everyone's like, take your time, one room at a time. Is that your suggestion as well? Yes. So um, with my design firm, um, I've a majority of my clients are phase clients. And what we call phase clients are clients who've spent their money on their home, um, who may want to come in and get their beds, their sofas and things of that sort, but everything else, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm hard work and I need to take my time and get this. I want really good stuff. Mm-hmm. We work with them, you know, over time to, 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 to obtain the pieces that they want to obtain the pieces that they need that are fitting or be fitting to their budgets yeah. and their, in their schedules. So is the first step for, for a potential client, like a phase client, um, to have the budget that they want first? So you know that if you can work with it or not. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are some designers who, you know, have a minimum. Mm-hmm. There are some designers that say, okay, 
I'll work with your budget, but that budget is only to be allocated to one space. Mm -hmm. You know, have designers who will guide you through what it is that you need to do and what it is that you guys need to do as a team to get it done the best way so that both of you are satisfied. Okay. All right. That sounds fantastic. Well, speaking of being satisfied, you were very satisfied in 2007 when you became a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. The Gamma side chapter. Now, did Delta Sigma Theta choose you or did you choose Delta Sigma Theta? Oh, they, cho- they chose me. Okay. They chose- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't there long before they already had eyes on me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I had to fight them off me. Oh, stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're number 11 and so am i isn't that cool awesome. Yay. Check. i love it i love it i love it 41 flames now are y'all still close or what's going on y'all good we're good, good. um there are so many of us we we try to keep up with each other but you know we've oh, got know. interior designers we've got doctors you know we've got moms mm-hmm. we've got lawyers we're just all over the place that's fantastic. My mother-in-law is the national president of Delta Sigma Theta. So we're All right, mother-in-law. Yes, she is. Beverly Smith. Yes, she is. So now you commute from Atlanta to Denver because, you know, you love somebody in Denver. I do. <laughs> I do. And, I he, do. and he's, uh, his name is fantastic. His name is Rashawn as well. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All Rashawns are great, are amazing. I've only met two in my life, you and him, but you guys are Dope. I awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, coming up in July, you are having the seventh annual uh, Black Interior Designers Network Conference. Tell everybody all about it. For those people, do they have to be designers or can they just be interested in design? Oh, no, of course not. Mm. You can be interested in design. Uh, you can be a student. You can be a recent graduate. Okay. You can be a professional uh, there are no limitations to who we are accepting registration from. Come awesome. one, come all. Good. And what does the, the conference entail? The conference entails, uh, it's, it's a three-day conference. It's going to be held at ADAC, Atlanta Decorative Arts Center. Um, those three days will entail um, designers, professionals, uh, from Tiffany Brooks, HGTV, to Nikki wow. Chu, Michelle Smith Boyd, Amy Fleury, Darcy Harris. We're, we're teaching um, about the logistics of starting a business. Uh, we're bringing in some representatives from banks, from um, tax offices to discuss business credit, um, to share with our members all the things that they may not know, mm-hmm. all the things that they may not have someone sharing with them. Uh, We're bringing in uh, speakers to speak on how to get press, uh, how to get the right client, uh, what to do when you're dealing with, you know, a a crazy client, because we all have those. (laughs) Right. We're touching on all different subjects. So, you know, it's, it's very, very pivotal for the network, you know, to have people that are in question about some of these things. You know, we want to answer those questions and we want to help these businesses grow. Awesome. That sounds great. How can people um, find out more information about the conference? They can go to 
AfricanAmericanInteriorDesigners.com to find out more. Fantastic. What is your definition of cool, Miss Kia? Um, my definition of cool is knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're, when you're wiser, when you're knowledgeable, uh, you just kind of chill. You just kind of know that it is what it is and it'll be what it's going to be. Is that how you kind of conduct your life? Now I do. Yes. How did you get to that place? You said now you Uh, do. Meeting, meeting Kimberly, you know, um, that was her thing. You know, I would be running around in a panic with my waving my wig in the air and she's like, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's okay. It's going to be all good. So, you know, I kind of hold that near and dear to me now. Beautiful. Beautiful. How can people um, find you? I know you mentioned the website for the conference, but how can people find you and get more information about all the things that you are doing in this uh, amazing design community? Um, People can find me via info at blackinteriordesigners.org. That's the email. Or they can find me via Instagram. My handle is at Kia, K-E-I-A, hearts, H-E-A-R-T-S, design, D-E-S-I-G-N, or at Black Interior Designers Network. Love it, love it. You're doing some amazing work. I'm I'm proud of you, sister. Proud of you. Yes, yes. Well, I look forward to hopefully meeting you in person one day. And then good luck on the conference and everything that you have going on. I'm really, uh, I'm very intrigued by design now, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) most definitely, most definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey there, my name is Kia McSwain, president of the Black Interior Designers Network, and I'm a cool soror of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Ooh.